phrase that kicked this all off was this, the gifts of Christ. And it was like, whoa, okay. Because we give gifts on Christmas, right? We celebrate his birth by giving each other gifts. And so when the Lord said to me, the gifts of Christ, it was like I, I immediately understood that he was talking about things that Jesus gave to us. So I start, you know, talking to the Lord and stuff started popping in my head. So here's here's what I have. I'm going to try to get through it really quickly for you. Um, the scripture that first came to mind was from Ephesians 4, 7 and 8, which says, But to each one of us, grace was given according to the measure of Christ's gift. Therefore, it says, when he ascended on high, he led, a cap- he led captive a host of captives, and he gave gifts to men. So that was the verse that hit me first. I'm like, oh, okay, so you're talking about these gifts that Jesus gave to us. And so um, he led me next into John 14, where uh, Jesus is having this conversation with his disciples. And Philip looks at him and says, you know what, just show us the Father and, and we're good. Rough, rough translation, rough paraphrase, right? Just show us the Father, we're good. <laughs> and so Jesus says to him, Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me? Philip, he who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? It's like, you almost hear the Jewish act. How can you say, show us the Father? What are you talking about? You're the sugar. You know? <laughs> so... Do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak in my own initiative, but the Father abiding in me does his works. And so I'm like, all right, so what are you trying to tell me here? The first gift that Jesus gave to us, you ready for this? This is the phrase that dropped into my heart. Jesus gave us God with skin on. God with skin on. God with skin on. This is, this is what he gave us. He gave us the, 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 the privilege of being able to see God yeah. in human form, yes. right? To be able to truly start to understand the nature of God, right? And what's fascinating is that Philip, and I guess the rest of the disciples, they hadn't yet received that gift. Because I've been with you all this time, you, you, you still you don't know me? You know who I really am? And I'm this person that's here manifesting and demonstrating the nature of God, right? And so I felt like that the Lord, you know, was was encouraging us through this to say to him, you know what? I don't know enough about how you demonstrate, how you manifest the Father in my life to me, showing me what he's really like. And I want that. I want to receive that gift. I want to unwrap that gift of yours, which is to know the Father through knowing you, through seeing you, through, you know, comprehending and and experiencing Jesus. Wow. I mean, it's just a powerful thing. So from there, um, I go to Matthew 11, and um, this is the account in verses 2 through 5, when John the Baptist, who was in prison, he hears about Jesus, and because he's still operating under 
kind of the Old Testament mindset that says that the Messiah is supposed to come as a conquering king, he's starting to doubt, well, maybe I, I you know, highlighted the wrong guy, right? So he sends his disciples to Jesus, and uh, they say to him in public, are you the expected one or shall we look for someone else? You know, did we mess up here and you're not the one or, or what? So Jesus simply says to them, go and report to John what you hear and see. The blind receive sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear. The dead are raised up, and the poor have the gospel preached to them. And so the gift here that the Lord is showing me is that you know, Jesus, he's the answer. <laughs> he demonstrated that the answer, the solution, the provision for every challenge known to mankind has been made available to us always. Every provision for every challenge, every problem, every difficulty, every situation that we face, all this that Jesus listed, he says, I got you. I got you. I've already provided what you need, right? And I just wanted to take a moment right now and just ask if there's anyone here tonight that you've got a need that you need a touch from the Lord for, that we can just release that power that Jesus demonstrated and gives us, right? He gives us this freedom to do that. Is there anybody here that you, you want to just have us agree with you? For? I do. Financially, Financial. I need a need because I feel like I'm in a desert right now. Okay. But I'm waiting yeah. for that world to pop up. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's good. Well, that's what Jesus said, right? He said that the poor have the gospel preached to them. What's the good news to a poor person? <laughs> well, to a poor person who is constantly fighting lack, constantly fighting, am I going to have enough or I don't have enough? Good news to that person is, guess what? There's an abundance that has already been provided for you. If you'll receive it, if you'll believe it, right? Yes. And so, and so, that, amen. So, Father, we just agree for Rosa right now. Yes, Lord. That, Lord, all that you have already provided for her, God, it's already there. It's already got her name on it. And so we just say, be released. Provision of God be released into your life. Because <laughs> he's already made provision. And so, God, we just declare that over her right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Anybody else? Something that you would like to have us agree for? Worry. Worry. Okay. The health issues for Jackie. Okay. Well, why don't somebody just lay hands on Jackie right there? All right. And Joe, you can lay hands on, on Billy. Okay. Listen, God has not given us a spirit of fear, right? But of love, power, and a sound mind. And so right now, we just say, Lord, whatever is behind the fear in Millie's life, whatever the lie is, Lord, we thank you that that lie is broken. It's replaced with your truth. Your perfect love casts out fear. And so we declare right now that she's experiencing an encounter with your perfect love, that she knows that whatever 
negative. The enemy is highlighting to her as a potential outcome for her life, for her future. That outcome is absolutely not in your heart, Papa. And so we align our hearts with yours and we declare that your will be done in Millie's life because your will is good. In Jesus' name, Lord. Thank you, God. Father, we just release your power into Jackie's life right now. Father, I declare an extreme makeover for your daughter. Father, the top of her head, down to the tips of her toes, an extreme makeover, Father, for every area, Lord God, of her physical and, and mental being, Father, that needs to be re- just reorganized, Father, restored into all that you desire for her, Father. We just declare right now that healing power. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. By your stripes we were healed. It's a done deal. <laughs> so we thank you for that tonight. That's good. Anybody else? So your lease is up. So it's temporary. Right? Okay. So then I'll be moving. So just so you to come into agreement with that. So God, you want God to open a door to another apartment? You want to stay in Cranford? Okay. All right. That's good. Can we agree on that? Yes. Thank you, Lord, that your plans are, are the best for your daughter Nicole and for Zion. And so, Lord, we thank you that you already know where she's going to live in Cranford. And we thank you right now for open doors and for favor that she doesn't have to worry. That she can trust you and walk it out, Lord, and you're going to provide for her at the right time and the right way. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Papa. Nicole, do you awesome. want to stay there or you want to move? July, you're gonna know where you're gonna be. How about that? In Jesus' name, that's good. All right, awesome. So, um, the next place that the Lord took me was Matthew 6, 31 to 32. He says, "Do not worry, then, what will we eat, or what will we drink, or what will we wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things. For your heavenly Father knows." That you need all these things. And so the gift that I, I received from that was that he has, Jesus has brought us into a settled and permanent status as sons and daughters of the greatest, most perfect dad there will ever be. We are now perf- just totally, completely <clears throat> sons and daughters forever. And he's such a good papa, right? And uh, so we're no longer abandoned orphans, desperately fighting to survive. Isn't that good news? No longer these orphans that have to try and claw and fight our way to to somehow survive in this world, right? And so one of the things that, that the Lord had challenged me about a number of years ago that helped me cross over into another level of, of relationship with Him 
and revelation of him. Because I realized at some point that just as I had to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior to become born again, that I needed, and maybe you do as well, you need to actually accept him as your father. Because he's now, you know, it's like he, he adopted us. He made us his own through the blood. But because so many of us have been fathered badly, we still deal with issues of fathering. Right? And and they've, they've discovered in working with adopted children that until the adopted child makes a decision to accept their adopted parents as real parents in their life, there's all kinds of problems. And so when I understood that, I learned that through a friend of mine who was having tremendous difficulties with this young lady, this, this daughter that they had adopted. They had adopted this girl. And she, at a certain age, just became totally uncontrollable. And they went through all kinds of, of, of counseling and, and, and help to try to figure out what was wrong. Do you know what it was? She had never accepted them as parents. As parents. You have no idea how that rocked me when I learned that. And so when, when the Lord brought me back to this, it was like, yeah, you know what? This is a gift that you've brought to us, which is the fact that we can accept fully this awesome Papa as our literal, legal, heavenly Father. And so I just invite you to do that. To just make it straight once and for all. If you've never done that, if you've never accepted Him, as your Father, you say yes to Him right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Papa. You're so good. You're so, so good. Thank you, Lord. Amen. So, only a couple more here. Um, Amen reminded me of John 14. Uh, this is 16 through... I'm uh, sorry, a bunch of verses, John 14, 16, and 17. Jesus says, I'm going to ask the Father, and he's going to give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Verse 20 says, In that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. In that day, when the Holy Spirit was released into the world. That's beautiful. That's the angel's calling. <laughs> but in that day, the revelation was released that as Jesus is in his Father and we are in him, he is in us. There is this revelation of our oneness with Christ that the majority of the church does not still understand or live out of. Yeah, Joe and I, we're we tracking this because this is something that God showed me back in the 80s. And, and because I wasn't with people that were practicing it, I learned it but never really grew in it. You know, until maybe about 10 or 12 years ago. So, 
He says, and this is chapter 16, 14, and 15 about the Holy Spirit. He says, He will glorify me, for He will take of mine and will disclose it to you. I'm sorry, I missed 15. Chapter 15 and verse 4, Jesus says to us, Abide in me, and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Abiding. You know what abiding is? Substitute the word awareness. That's all it's talking about. Abiding is simply how aware am I of the reality of Christ in me, the hope of glory. How aware am I that I'm one with Him? And that as it says here in, in chapter 16, 14 and 15, it says that the Holy Spirit will glorify me, Jesus is talking here, for He will take of mine and will disclose it to you. What is He talking about? What's all the good stuff in Jesus? Holy Spirit's job is to reveal that to you and I. To disclose it and say, see that? You like that about Jesus? Guess what? That's in you. I'm like, yeah. So 16, 14, 15, he goes on to say that he, the Holy Spirit, will glorify me. For he will take of mine and will disclose it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he takes of mine and will disclose it to you. Now he goes a whole other level. It's not just simply that the Holy Spirit shows us what Jesus has. Jesus is saying what? I got what the Father has. So you got it all. You got it all, right? And so the gift here that he showed me was he gave us all of himself by making us one spirit with him. Our nature is now his nature. Our characteristics are now his characteristics. Our potential looks like what he's capable of. Come on, this is mind-blowing stuff, man. Our potential now looks like whatever Jesus is capable of. You think he's capable of a few things? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? We are known, accepted, and loved by the Father just as he loves Jesus. These, these things are so deep and so powerful that we, we, you know, these are the gifts that Jesus has given to us, right? So, you know, I'm asking the Lord, well, what do we do here? I mean, how do we even begin to encounter this? And one of the ways he told me that we can do this is through communion. We didn't make provision for that tonight, but that's all right. Just think about that. When you take communion, Jesus said, this is my blood. This is my body. You know, we're, we're doing a physical act, but it is meant to increase our awareness and our remembrance. <laughs> remembrance, exactly. Our awareness and, and, and our encounter of the reality of our oneness with Christ. If there's one thing that I wish, if I can wish, I don't know if it's still legal for Christians to wish, if there's one thing that I would wish for all of us is that, that we would have such encounters with Him that the reality of our oneness with Christ would become cemented would become totally normal, right? It's just... Okay, final one was out of John... Um, well, a bunch of verses here. John 14, 12. Jesus said, Truly I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also, and greater works than these will he do, because I go to the Father. And Matthew 28, 19, Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, 
teaching them to observe all that I commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even to the end of the age. What is that? What's that gift? He said, the gift here has to do with the fact that children grow up. Children grow up. We grow up. We don't stay in a place of being little children. Yeah, we, we have to remain childlike, because Jesus put a high value on childlikeness. You know, I never get too big for my own britches. You know what I mean? I always need him. Right? But but the childlikeness remains, yet the maturity level grows. So what does it look like? This is the gift that he gave to us. He gave to us, he bequeathed. This is, I'm just giving you the words that the Lord gave me. He bequeathed to us a vision for our significance and our destiny within the eternal plans of the Trinity. That's what those scriptures are talking about. The works that I do, you're going to do, and you're going to do even greater works, because I am sending you out as my representatives, as my ambassadors. That was the word that God gave me, that we are duly authorized and commissioned ambassadors of his kingdom with all the favor and the responsibility that accompanies such an exalted status. This is who we are. And that's the gift that he gave to us. You you want to be significant in your life? Do you want to feel like you matter? That what you do is going to have some kind of an impact in all of eternity? Do you think that the plans that God makes are just temporary plans that they're someday going to go away? He said that the the earth and the, and the moon and the sun, everything may pass away, but my word will never pass away. So the things that he has said about you, about me, those things will never pass away. The reality of who you are as his son or daughter, that never goes away. And we get to align our hearts with that and begin to function in it. Function in who you really were created to be, who you were, what you were created to do. Does that make sense? Right? So, I, you know, for whatever it's worth, guys, you know, I, I, I try to do what I, I, I think I understand about how to be a leader in the body of Christ. I don't know whether I'm good at it or not. You guys have to tell me. You know, and don't do it now because I don't want <laughs> to get into that. But the point is, is that in, in my role as someone that wants to support you and encourage you and help you to get where God's called you to go, right? What I felt God say to me is that I, I am to stand before you right now and to make sure that you know that you are commissioned. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, I declare, I decree over your children tonight that you have said from your throne in heaven that they are commissioned, each one of you are commissioned to fulfill a destiny that's an eternal destiny that has significance for all time and eternity, that what you've been created for is no small thing. And you are duly authorized. You are duly commissioned. You can say accurately that you are duly ordained of God to fulfill that role. And I release that over you tonight in the name of Jesus. That confidence, the confidence to know that who you are and what you do matters and will always matter. 
to his heart and to the world around you. That's what's so fantastic about this. So the final thing that he spoke to me was Romans 15, 13, which says, Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that you will abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I release that over you now tonight. That this God of hope would so motivate and enervate you and fill you up with a hope. You know what the hope is? The hope is the supernatural ability that every single one of us has to see into the future concerning what he has in store for you. That's what hope is. You know what it is? It's a confident expectation that the the good things that Papa has for my life and you say that for yourself. The good things that Papa has for your life are coming your way. That's hope. It's a confident expectation of that. And along with that, it's um, the fact that you and I walk in a level of favor that can only be described as outrageous. We have such an unfair advantage in this world, because of our status as sons and daughters of the Most High. We really do. And I'll tell you what, this is a revelation that is going to become more and more and more settled in our hearts as we move forward. You know, I shared with you, I think it was a week or two ago, about the vision, about the word that the Lord gave me uh, for this upcoming season, and how He focused my attention on this idea that he's giving us a, a he's giving us 2020 vision, not the, the eyesight vision, but the vision of seeing yourself as being Jesus to the world around you. That that's what he's saying. I want you to look, and I want you to see that by the year 2020. However you understand, whatever you understand about yourself, whatever you know about yourself, whatever you think of yourself in terms of who you are, what you're capable of, that in the year 2020, you could actually be so different that you won't recognize yourself. Because you will be, you will be walking around doing the things of God just as Jesus did. You and I get to be Jesus to the people that we interface with, that we interact with every day. And I know for a lot of us, we look at that and we go, oh, man, forget that, I can't do that. That's the thing right there. That there, that that reaction that still rises up inside of us that kind of makes us either either be afraid of that or or to to you know push it aside because we just can't see the reality of it. This is what God is going to be doing over this next season. He's going to be giving us the clarity to be able to see ourselves because of our oneness with Christ, right? We're going to be able to see ourselves as actually being Jesus, right? As we go around our daily lives and interface with people, whatever. Yeah, so it's amazing, right? And so the level of confidence, I'm prophesying to you that for those of you that have ears to hear tonight, the level of confidence that you will have in your life is about to go through the roof. I, and I'm just telling you, this is what God is doing. 
it, we already have all the confidence that we need. We just don't know how to access it and live in it and walk it out and demonstrate it. I'm telling you, you're going to learn that. You're going to learn that. You're going to learn how to identify the lies that make you sit back and go, no, I can't do that. Okay? Those are the things that God's highlighting. He's going to be showing us. And so, so the favor, the expectations of His goodness and the favor that He has are not some fantasy that we have cooked up because we just feel like, well, you know what? We want things to be great for ourselves. No, these are based on his promises, based on what he's promised us. Check this out. When Gabriel came to Mary, got to throw in a little Christmas stuff here, right? When Gabriel came to Mary, what did he say to her? He said, greetings, favored one, highly favored, right? Hail, highly favored one. And she was. She didn't deserve any of that. It was God in his, his sovereign choice that said, there's my girl right there. She's the one. He says the same thing to every single one of us. It, it, you, it's you and him, and there's nobody else in the room. And he looks at you and says, you're the one. You're the one. I, I, you know, <laughs> it's just, I don't know. So, so the angel goes on to say, for nothing will be impossible with God. Now, you need to take that and you need to convert it into your own first person declaration. Why? Where's God? So, there is nothing impossible for me. Heresy. <laughs> It's Bible. Yes. If he lives in me, if he lives in you, and there's nothing impossible for him, mm-hmm. ergo, ipso facto, mm-hmm. right? A plus B equals, okay? And I hate math, trust me. And so, and so Mary simply said what we, the only answer that we can ever say, behold, the bond slave of the Lord. I'm yours. I am yours. And, and, and you, you, you come and do whatever you want to do in my life. Right? And so that's, that's the gift that he's given. These gifts are what he's, what he's given to us. Something